wake up. Meow. Is that uh, is that's a tiger, right? Does tiger be here? <laughs> yeah. So today Al. we're interviewing a tiger. <laughs> Welcome to King Me Baby. <laughs> Just kidding. It's called King Me Babies, plural. Here there be Welcome babies. To your weekly baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here there be kings and babies. I am Dan Gagliardi, joined as always by Rob the Kitty Cat Avon. Meow. The jungle cat himself. <laughs> Grr. <laughs> 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 oh boy and this week do we got a humdinger for you oh boy we already said the name of it you shouldn't be wondering yeah. what it is i mean you've read the title on the podcast you know what it is Here you know tigers okay as a podcast listener i gotta say uh-huh. I don't, there should be an option to not see the title what if oh, i want, want to be surprise? surprised what if i want to be yeah. surprised i don't right i don't <laughs> Yeah, usually people listening to podcasts hate surprises. Yeah. If I'm, you know, if I'm thinking about it, I think <laughs> most people are just like, I want to know what I'm getting myself into here. Yeah, I think I think we should be the only podcast that surprises people. That should be our <laughs> angle. Now we just stop titling our episodes? No, we just put, like, either misleading titles, like... <laughs> Like well, the next episode, too. it'll just be like the Joe Rogan experience will be the name of the show. Going forward. <laughs> I mean, if we start entitling our episodes, the Joe, Joe Rogan experience, <laughs> I mean, our numbers might go up. Hey, we could do that. That would be pretty I funny. I, I don't know if it's the right audience. It might but. drive our, it might drive our like ratings down on, on Apple podcasts or whatever. We get a bunch of one stars. I'll be like, these guys aren't dumb enough. <laughs> they don't the fuck are they talking about yeah. <laughs> i could follow the conversation the whole way through they didn't just change gears all the time and <laughs> yeah. go off in Not- tangents and never return anything and the hosts weren't sleepy enough for me <laughs> podcast ended after two hours what the fuck <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not supposed to end what am i yeah what am i supposed to do with the other five hours <laughs> I I had to think Ugh. for five minutes before I realized what was going on. Um, okay, what I was actually thinking is we could just drop like abrasive sound effects at the beginning of the episode, like machine gun fire. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should layer in sound effects, but if people... To the point where like if somebody had their headphones on, like we did it so like subtly and like in like in a specific direction yeah. in the within the cans yeah that like they actually think something like like fell down behind them and broke or whatever <laughs> you know um, i want to get everybody to go like to look over their shoulder and be like hey what was that yeah <laughs> I, I, I want people to be upset by the show. yeah right i want them to come into the an episode being already confused and upset <laughs> we should pan at least you going and me going, wake up, <laughs> opposite ears, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But we're not doing that. We're not. Not this week. Not this week. Maybe next week. This uh, week, we're talking about um, 
Well, let's be honest. It's here, here, there be tigers. Here, there be tigers. This, the, uh, this, this is, uh, what, this is from what, 2016, I believe the short is from. Um, IMDb says 17. Oh, so take all of this with a grain of salt. We don't know nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, Directed by Mike Johnston. The and, and uh, Mike Johnston, a guy. Yeah, fair to say. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy. Um, a Canadian filmmaker, uh, short filmmaker specifically makes a bunch yeah. of short films. From what I could tell, he also works as like a crew member on um a lot of like Hallmark and Lifetime productions or you know how like hallmark and lifetime they like outsource production to like canadian Mm -hmm. film companies Uh, or whatever dude that is like the fucking gig man if you could be a director that that just directed those like hallmark movies you'd never like you never go without work it's like it's easier than data entry it's effectively conceptually the same as data entry right it's yes. just like, all right, well, this moment goes here, and that moment goes there. <laughs> yeah. And it's... act like you're a, a small town girl in the big city <laughs> whose you, high-powered you watch, corporate uh... boyfriend is kind of a shit. Yep, yep. He's, I mean, he's only concerned with, like, money, and he doesn't really understand the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Which you for know. you is a deal breaker, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to imagine a kind of person who can't, who couldn't reconcile the idea that Christmas isn't extremely important to their partner. Right? It's like their whole personality, and then you know, obviously, help. Yeah, just like, just like, uh posting on like reddit and shit being like am i being gaslit by my partner they keep saying that <laughs> yeah. christmas isn't that big a deal <laughs> am i, I the I asshole yeah. for, for <laughs> going back to my hometown and falling back in love with my high school boyfriend who am- owns a year-round christmas tree business <laughs> <laughs> it's the most profitable business in town actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> well no it's not right it's like on the it's maybe about to go bust but then because she works in marketing she's like all you need is a new look <laughs> and that's how we'll get your year-round christmas yeah. tree business really <laughs> then, cooking. yeah yeah then the next day like yeah she like business is like bustling like they, they're yeah. overwhelmed they're like we sold out of all of our christmas trees today we we're gonna have to get more in <laughs> I mean, we should do a Hallmark movie on this uh, this year podcast. I would love to. There's a oh man. I have to find the name of it, but there's one that was like, um, Netflix put it out as like a Netflix original from a few years ago, and uh-huh. it has one of the funniest things I've ever seen in it, which was like the the main character, the woman is like supposed to be like an artist, or one of them supposed to be an artist. I don't remember, right? And they're like. Someone like walks in on them drawing or whatever, and they're like, "Can I see?" and shows them, and they're like, "This is really good." And it's like a like a child's drawing of Santa going down a chimney. <laughs> it's got that thing where like the beard 
is sort of uh-huh. drawn on as an afterthought with like you know yeah. like the bumpy like cloud shape. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they were just like just draw Santa going down a chimney. Mm-hmm. We just want you to you like we don't have time. You just yeah. draw it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're uh I don't know. They're it's a whole fucking like business. You would think that just producing the same movie hundreds and hundreds of times, uh, you know, people will get sick of it. But they, I mean, it's it's a whole channel. Yeah, like they're <laughs> that's that's what they do, and that's what people go there for. They sort of like like yeah, people want to give them guff for making the same movie over and over again, and just having a whole channel for it. But that's yeah. also what like Comedy Central does, except they show The Office for ten hours uh. a day. You know, it is just like like the office channel, right? It's the office (laughs) and South Park and the daily show with Trevor Noah once. They show that for as little time as possible. They show without commercials for 22 minutes. Oh man. Yeah. I, the, the office thing like blows my mind. Anytime I've like been like, what's on, Comedy Central just flipping through them, just like it's the office. I it's just always the office. I I cannot watch that show. Nothing makes me feel no. more like I have a fever yeah. than the office. Uh-huh. And not because it's like a, oh, I stayed home from school and watched it when I was sick all the time. It's no. literally just like it makes me like it is I don't know. It, it just bums me out in a way that nothing else can. The idea of like liking your coworkers, I think I find appalling. Yeah, no, I get that. I, you know, the, th- uh, the office, when it was on TV, like I, I used to like it and Jesus Christ, it's like, I thought it was funny, but it's not that funny. guys. <laughs> like, that's like, the thing. Like the first couple seasons are funny cause they're meaner. And yeah, then it like, yeah. And then I don't know, like Harry Potter adults were like, these, these people are my friends. And then right. the people making the show were like, I guess we have to make them their friends now. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's like, I gotta, you know, I want to know what my friend Angela and, and, and Creed, I want to know what they're up to. Creed's I want, crazy. I want everybody- he's oh, so crazy. He, he's, oh, he's crazy. And you know, what's the... Uh, the guy that uh, Michael Scott hates in the office, Toby. Oh, and, Toby. and and Toby is the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why 30 Rock's legacy is like, you know, for his um, un PC as some of those those bits have, you know, some of that has yeah. not aged well, but its legacy uh, will always be more intact than the office because it was to its core a deeply mean, bitter show. <laughs> Yes. It never oh, yeah. mistook any of the shithead characters <laughs> for right. heroes. No or friends. Yeah, I could I could watch you know, rewatch Thirty Rock. Like once a year I'll probably like rewatch Thirty Rock. And then like The Office, I just I can't watch a single episode. No. It's so like <laughs> it's so claustrophobic and then like and again, that's fine if the show is just like not trying to be like a happy friendship. Everyone's yeah. doing office Olympic goof arounds or whatever. 
But like the combination of everyone being nice to each other and right. also being trapped in an office with them is like the most oppressive feeling in the world. It's like yeah, someone's it, pointing a gun at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it do, it makes no sense. I, it's like it's like standing over a mass grave. Same feeling. <laughs> Gives me the same feeling of despair. So you heard it. Dan Dan thinks that you know, watching the office is like standing over a mass grave. Especially, yeah, those later seasons. Yeah. The yeah, I mean unwatchable yeah. i would i would consider that unwatchable <laughs> yeah i'm uh standing over a mass grave with a gun to my head and uh will ferrell is what's his name like johnny orlando he's pulling the trigger yeah J- sure johnny or you know james spader uh all yeah all of it terrible anyway anyway but here they're not be office characters here there be no. tigers of right. course they're they're no here office here <laughs> there be tigers <laughs> Just. as rob put it so succinctly there no be here office here uh dan did you like this short film um no not really i mean it looked great um there's some like some nice sort of like filmmaker flourishes double f's we'll call them yep uh you get that like one like edgar wright style quick cut as he's going into the bathroom right we see like it's like Mm -hmm. trousers drop then like (laughs) door locks on the stall or whatever yeah that kind of thing um so i thought it looked fine i also thought um the uh the uh, win sue who plays miss bird i thought mm-hmm. she was uh she has one of the best line reads i've ever heard period was it was it urinate yes she <laughs> knocked that out of the park yeah she did oh boy yeah I, did you I, like I'm, it no nah, i'm with you here i i think it it looks really good um like you said and you know, I honestly, I don't think anybody is like particularly like nobody's bad in this. Like, you got a bunch of kid actors and stuff, but nobody, nobody's terrible. And it's just like kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a nothing. It's kind of a zero. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt. And you know, watch it. But you know, when I got to the end of this, um, first of all, it's only five. This short's only like five minutes long. And when it got right. to the end. I was like, was there like three minutes of credits? Like I was kind of surprised (laughs) it, it took four minutes or whatever, four and a half minutes, which I guess is to its credit, right? Like it moves right along. Sure. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, it also, right. Just like kind of nothing happens. I don't know. There's not like a clear arc to the story. Right. And I was, you know, at the end of it, I was like, Surely this the short story will mm-hmm. fill in some gaps here. I can't really say that it did. No, I don't think no. it did either. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you know, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. After the break, um, of course, of course. So, uh, you know, uh the f- so the phrase here there be tigers, right? Cuz like after watching this, so I watched it and then I read the story, right? And I was still 
you know, very, uh, very confused as to what the fuck any of this was about, you know? So I, I, I did some digging. I know that, so there's a, another short story by, uh, Ray Bradbury Mm -hmm. called here. There be tigers Yep. has this, the Stephen King thing has nothing to do with the Ray Bradbury story at all. That is correct. Yes. It's not a reinterpreting nothing. Um, yeah, the Ray Bradbury version or the story of same name, I guess is like, uh, sort of like, uh, you know, right. They go to a planet that sort of grants their every wish. Yes. And the, the astronauts who go to the planet decide to go back and report that they found nothing just like, Sort of like humanity couldn't handle the responsibility of a place like this sort of thing. Yeah. Right. I think it's, it's I like, think that's the point. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it, it's like a twilight zone kind of thing. Like classic uh, Bradbury. Yeah. Um, um, this is not that it seems nope. to, <laughs> it, I mean, I'm sure that um, the, the title is like, in some to some degree a reference to that because it's like a famous enough story that I think right. the young Stephen King would have been aware of this when he was writing it. I would imagine so, yeah. Um but no this I mean this is literally about a tiger. <laughs> yep. There be <laughs> here tiger. Oh uh right. <laughs> here be tiger. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Um I the phrase here there be tigers is um, I guess they used to use it for to describe uh, on maps like unexplored territories. So mm. it, it just as like a we don't know what's over here. So you know, assume assume tigers. <laughs> yeah, we we just assume that there are like a shit ton of tigers over here. So <laughs> I don't know. But I think this warned. is I think this is from the era when like tiger may have been a stand-in for just like unknown beast like you know and they draw they'd be like i saw the craziest thing it was a cat with a man's face right (laughs) you know you see those old drawings (laughs) like watch out (laughs) it really looked like Uh, that (laughs) no it really looked like that i know um there was some like like some story whatever like about the the red sea and how I guess when they initially like were writing about that, they didn't have a word for blue. Blue, yeah, yeah. So it was like, it, right? They were like, we don't know how else to describe it. It's red. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Th- well, what it it's um. So what it is is like I, I think in the Odyssey or the Iliad, one of those two, the way right. yeah, the way that oceans are described are are being like the color of wine, so like deep red, because they're just like yeah, yeah, man, yes. everything's just kind of red. <laughs> you get you ever notice how it's all red? Yeah, sea's red, sky's red. It's all red. Yeah, yeah, it's all red. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, yeah, then somebody was like, "We got it." I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. it's red. <laughs> Maybe there should be more colors. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we have the technology now. Maybe we can have more than three colors. That's that's what ruined everything. Yes, you me. think you think blue ruined everything? Yeah, it was a better time. 
before we had it. <laughs> Back like in my day, yeah. we had dark red and light red and purple red. And that was it. That was it. And we were happy. <laughs> that's like, I'm one of the guys that's like, uh, you know, it was better back then. But back then is like, you know, 10,000 years ago. Yeah, that's... um. <laughs> Oh, so you're even going, you're not even like, uh, like a return to tradition. Like, no. Okay. That's cool. That's good to know. Actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going like dawn of man. I'm like, things were better when there were only like some human beings, but mostly, uh, Neanderthals. (laughs) (laughs) Again, since the dawn of man, the eggheads have ruined everything. Ugh, these fucking nerds Inventing all the blue time. and shit. God oh, damn it. it forget <laughs> it. So here there be tigers. In, in school? Okay. What? That's crazy. And you yeah, know what uh, else is what? crazy? What? Miss Bird is such a bitch, dude. Uh, B-I-T-C-H. Oh, yeah. She well, is a bitch. Yeah. And we'll get into this later, but God won't punish you if you just spell it out instead of saying it. Right. Uh, so this story opens with uh, with a, a few kids in detention. Uh, we know it's detention because on the board <laughs> it says detention. Film is, after all, a visual medium. <laughs> Oh my now, god! Now they say show don't tell, but this ain't show and tell. This is detention. Right. So this this is this <laughs> is detention. Um, I, I just that's so funny just to be like the director and be like somebody write detention on the on the blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it and we have uh, so the kids here they're like young kids. They're probably like you know, eight to 10. I can actually confirm that Uh the lead of this movie, Uh whose name is Logan Ong, I'm assuming spelled Uh O U N G. Um, he is, he is 11. He's 11 at the time of this production. Huh? He's probably 10 at the time of production. I'm reading it. There's an, there's a website called Stephen King short store, uh, Stephen King short com slash dollar baby. Oh. Uh, and they do like, I found like little interviews with everybody involved with this movie. And one of them is the boy. And at mm-hmm. the time, so this was an interview from November 8th, 2017. And he says uh-huh. he is 11 years old and a double black stripe in Taekwondo. Oh, so he's like a double threat. Dangerous. Yeah. Double yeah. threat. He can act and do taekwondo, and fucking and fuck you up. That's <laughs> <laughs> like on his on his resume, like on his headshot. Special, like special skills. Talents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking guys up. <laughs> I trained under Steven Seagal. Um. Uh, so he yes um yeah these are like probably ten year old kids, and right. um. Uh, there's three kids in detention and Miss Bird is she just seems like a real bitch. Dude. Um she is a she's sitting there reading her book and then she sees a little what's his name Charles? No. Yes. What's the kid? It is Charles. Yep. Um Yeah, she sees Charles like 
fidgeting his like legs and tapping his toes and shit. And she's like, Charles, do you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> and and he's like, he gets all like weird and shy and stuff. And then she's like, yeah, yes. She's like, yes, what? Yes, I have to go to the bathroom. And like the other like, kids start laughing, which I also <laughs> thought was weird because it's like, I don't know. Yep. When you were growing up, did kids laugh at each other for going to the bathroom? I I I cannot recall a time when that happened. <laughs> right, like successfully holding it, like not going in your pants. Yeah, that's not funny. That's normal. <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. yeah, you get you get applause if you do that. <laughs> right, um, Dan. Have I so, gone in my pants recently? <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you just had a, an accident? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going to say that's accident. like twenty dollars. When was the last time you? If you yeah. want me to talk about my accident, <laughs> yeah, you know, Dan. You know, I never went to the bathroom in school ever. You never. Are you joking? No. Okay, good, because I wouldn't really get it <laughs> if you were. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not a setup. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. just. Uh, I was just like, oh yeah, I never in my entire like all through like elementary school, high school, everything like never went to the bathroom. Why? On principle, or you're just like don't gotta go. I mean, you know what? I think there were probably there were definitely days when I probably had to go, but like I don't know. Uh, I just I was just like oh, I can hold this until I go home or whatever. Huh? And and that's uh, and that's why I have kidney stones every day. <laughs> My kidneys <laughs> are stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just like always passing. Damn, man. Yeah. Your yeah, urethra I'm just passing is, rocks. Your urethra is just oh, absolute shredded. dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gone. Yeah, it looks like um, <laughs> looks like uh, you know those like uh party party favors where you like blow and the tassels go. Yeah, yeah, it's that. Yeah, you got the thing where Bugs Bunny puts his finger in the end of the uh rifle. <laughs> yeah, and, and it just banana peels. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So. Uh, no, oh, you know, we got hold little, on a little bit about me. <laughs> no, a little more. Yeah. Do you feel like this has no ripple effect, like in in your life? Like, do you feel like this speaks to your psyche in any way outside of that? Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely. <laughs> you think it's just like? Do you think you'd be doing this podcast if you had peed in school? That's a great question. Like the butterfly effect of like, uh, just being, you know, I, I can't even tell you exactly why I didn't like go to the bathroom in school. It was just like, uh, it may be about like a comfort thing, you know, mm-hmm. like I just want to be like comfortable in my own bathroom okay. as opposed to like peeing at, uh, like a weird urinal that's like full of ice to the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you went to school in the back of a bar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. 
But yeah, probably. I, I could see my my entire life being different if I just went to the bathroom when I had to. You'd in be. School. You might be like a senator. Or something. Yeah, I, I would. I would probably be running Twitter right now. <laughs> he I does would not be seem like that I, awful website. He seems like a guy who has weird bathroom stuff for sure. Yeah, right? yeah. No, he definitely has weird bathroom stuff. He definitely uh, enjoys watching and being watched going to the bathroom. <laughs> He's one of those guys. I feel like yeah. I would not be surprised if I learned he had like a mission to like make his body so efficient that he never went to the bathroom, like eat and drink just nutrients so that he never had waste. Right. Just running at a hundred percent efficiency. Um, God, he's so smart. Oh my God. He's such a genius. Do you know about his Uh, thing with, um, he wants to like sire half the world's population. I mean, like, I didn't know that specifically, but I knew that he's a fucking wild egomaniac, yeah, and yeah. they all kind of want to do that. And dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. With, with all of this Twitter stuff that's happening right now, uh, it also came out that he didn't graduate. Uh, yeah. Whatever that was sort of like was claiming. That one I actually knew and just. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, like, I think I knew that also, but I was just, I I don't think everybody knew it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's good that everybody knows for sure. Oh, definitely. Also, oh my God. Yeah. He's such a, he's so epic though. That's the, (laughs) that's the one redeeming quality is that he's, it's, he's so fucking epic. Okay. Yeah. They're tigers. But How can we be talking about birds at a time when they're due (laughs) here? There be tigers. <laughs> they do here be their tigers. <laughs> then their tigers. They do be here. <laughs> so this uh, little boy, um, who, Charles. by the way, Charles, uh, is dressed in a orange and white striped shirt. I did notice Ooh. that. A little tigerish, if you ask me. Is he a tiger? Uh, I mean, that's so like that. This is what's so nothing is ever cleared up in yeah. this well, short film, right? Let's let's breeze through the the other two plot points real quick. And then <laughs> let's yeah, let's breeze through the other two minutes of this, and then we'll right. Yeah. We've we've spent a lot of time not talking. It's shocking that we haven't gotten through the plot of this movie yet. Right. So the kid goes. To, he goes in the bathroom, sits down on the toilet can't go he hears like a growling then he he climbs out from like underneath the the stalls and he sees a tiger we don't see a tiger mm-hmm. he sees a tiger and then he runs out we're and he we're runs looking in. at him like through tiger vision basically exactly doesn't look different but it is from the pov of a big of a, tiger a, of a big old tiger which made uh, me feel good yeah i felt very empowered by that Right. I felt like I could just rip this kid apart and then go go about my day, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he, he so he runs out of the bathroom and then he uh, one of the kids that's also in detention, I think his name is like Kenny. I think it is Kenny, yeah. Uh, he he's like uh, Miss Bird sent me to look for you because you've been gone for for like a million years and and he's like, I couldn't go to the bathroom uh, 
there was a tiger in there. And, and Kenny's like, what bullshit? Like what? Stop. <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's go. And then they, they go to the bathroom and Kenny goes into the bathroom alone. And then you just hear like a roar and that's it. And then when Charles walks into the bathroom, he, he sees like a piece of Kenny's shirt, like ripped up on the floor. Do you know what and, I said at this point in the movie as I was watching it? What was that? I said, I put my hand over my mouth and I said, oh my God, you killed Kenny. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I said it's that. Good. That's good. That's, that's funny. funny. It's pretty funny stuff, right? Yeah, that's pretty funny stuff. <laughs> so we agree. Yeah, no, killing Kenny is always funny. Uh, do they still do that on uh, South Park? That's a good question. I don't know what they do on South Park. I think it's live <laughs> action no now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's it? Charles? He still has to go to the bathroom, so he climbs up onto the sink and start and pees in the sink. And this is when Mrs. Bird comes in like bursts into the bathroom and she's like is that what he's doing filthy little boy yeah okay yeah and then uh you know she she yells at him and brings him back to detention and then he looks over at the empty seat where kenny was sitting and then that's it well then we we get that we cut back to the door yeah beyond which is only darkness and tigers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, and then right. we hear like a tiger growl, and then we get... And then there's a fast zoom. Yes. Right? And then we get the um, pretty slick-looking title card, which is like in the Stephen King font with like the sort of... Elect- it's the Stranger Things thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a Stranger's thing. It's a Stranger thing. <laughs> Here there be Stranger Thing thing. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like uh there was maybe a little bit too much effort put into this these titles here, you know. Yeah, the titles, the score is also a lot. <laughs> yep. Big score, a lot of music. A lot of music. I I was shocked cuz you said this before. There's there's a full minute of credits mm-hmm. in this five and a half minute video. And there were a lot of people that worked on it. Yeah, this. it's an entire <laughs> film crew. Right. It's like first AD, uh, second AD. You have a cameras, like two, two camera PAs, two yeah, assistant like, cameras. Yeah, two assistant cameras, digital imaging technician, gaffer, key grip, key rigging grip, dolly grip, lamp operator. But you know what I think, if I had to guess? Yeah. This is a, this is a Canadian enterprise here. Right. Only not an enterprise because that would be against the rules of the dollar baby contract. Right. Yeah. Stipulate that you cannot profit commercially from your work. <laughs> right. Here there be Canadians. Here there be Canadians. Here there be loonies. <laughs> By which I mean, doesn't Canada give out like film grants and shit? So they do. isn't it entirely yeah. possible that just like he got funding to make this? It is possible. I don't know if he has to. There's no reference to that in the in the credits credits, which I think you would have to put in there, mm. but I don't know, maybe not. Produced um, in the Department of Theater and Film in the University of 
British Columbia. There we right. have our answer. There, there be answers. There, <laughs> here, there be answer. Um, an answer is spelled with a Y instead of a W. <laughs> instead of a W. Yeah, that's crazy. Here, there be answers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Cronenberg, like his first couple of movies were, um, like filmed using, uh, Canadian, uh, government grant money. <laughs> filmed using Canadian loonies. <laughs> yeah. A lot of loonies there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, and that's how the whole... apropos because his films are usually about a bunch of loonies, <laughs> psychosexual loonies. Yeah. I, I, what's the, I think it's, it's rabid, Ra, uh, like, I don't know if it's his, like, it's one of his early ones, like one of his first, like th- three or four movies. And it has, it stars Marilyn Chambers, who is a, uh, porn actress, uh, from like the seventies. And she, she gets into a motorcycle accident. The doctors graft like skin onto her and then, Obviously, that goes horribly wrong, and it, it causes a uh, a vagina, obviously, to form in her armpit, and oh my God, and inside and inside of that vagina, a uh, like a, a it's not actually a penis, but it it sure looks like it's it's a phallic thing mm-hmm. comes out, and it and that's what like attacks other people and like spreads this disease. You know, it's it's early Cronenberg. Like, which, it's, which disease? Uh, Sickle it's like cell a, anemia. It's, yeah, it's. <laughs> it, I mean, it's rabies adjacent. Oh, it's okay. like rabies. It, Does it's it like, give it's people like, other people vagina armpits? Uh good question. I don't remember. I just so remember pe- there was this one one scene where they like had a close up of the thing in her armpit. And that was like very weird and, uh, you know, and attractive. Yes. Attractive. Yes. Attractive. Right. Um, right. So and that was obviously rock hard. The whole are, time. are people <laughs> attracted to it in the movie? They want to have sex with the armpit. No, they're attracted to her. Okay. She's a pretty lady. And then, and then she, she'll seduce them. And then, you know, then things go horribly then wrong, and then they they become uh, rabid, oh, and then they nice. spread the disease. It's it's kind of like a zombie movie, you know, like through the eyes of you know Cronenberg and his his uh, always putting... his need to put vaginas anywhere but where they go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, last last question about yeah. this is. Her name, Marilyn Chambers, is that a reference to like her holes? Marilyn. Oh, like, like Chambers? Yeah. Here, the, here uh, there be Chambers. <laughs> here there be Chambers. <laughs> um, you know, I never I never thought of it that way. It could be. Um, Marilyn Chambers, she. She's not. I guess like, it could just be that, like boudoir, right? Like bedroom, chambers, quarters. It, yeah, it could be like it was. She was in this movie. the The movie was called Behind the Green Door, which was like it, it, it's definitely pornography, but it's also considered like <laughs> art house pornography. Critics agree. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the 
<laughs> it's definitely pornography. It's definitely porn. Roger. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's like, it was at that time in the seventies when they were like, I don't know, maybe porn is like a version like a, a genre of movies that, you know, adults can go all see in a movie theater without jerking off, you know? Nice try. And, yeah. <laughs> nice try guys. But we're jerking off here. Um, so, so that's Marilyn Chambers. <laughs> okay. All right. Here there be, uh, you know, uh, jerk off theaters. But here there be tigers. Here there be Rubens. Yeah. Um, oh. Right. And Fred, Fred Willard. Willard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I love the I, Fred Willard one because it's just I like... Mean the, the Fred Willard one is so funny because that was like 10 years ago or something. <laughs> he's an older guy, though. You know, he's not so good with the smartphone. I, I, know, that's, I had my that's I'll thing. tell you, I, I had my nephew try to explain <laughs> it to me. This goddamn Internet. I can't get it to work. There's a whole hub for porn now. Yeah. <laughs> um, OK, yeah. so tigers, tigers. Do you think so? We think he. Do we think the boy is the tiger? Is the tiger? And so like, why would that be? <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. In watching this, I was like, I, like I noticed the shirt, and I'm like, okay, are they? Is that what we're getting to? Is that is this some sort of like, uh, like unconscious thing, or like some sort of uh, um, like split personality kind of thing where? Part of him is a ten-year-old boy in detention, and another part of him is a tiger. Yeah, and I really don't think that's it. Um, I I I don't know what this story is like really about. At, at, like at first, I thought it was like just kind of uh, oh, it's it's about being like scared maybe of being in like. Uh, you know, it, like there, there's this weird feeling when you're in school and there's nobody there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like if you've ever had like detention or something, you like it, the there's usually like hundreds of people like just sort of like moving through yeah. the hallways and stuff in a school. And and when you're when it's after hours or whatever, it's just like this wide open building. Right. That's we like talked about kind this, of creepy. We talked about this recently. Um, we compare th- I forget what story it was, but in compare, we talked about it in comparison to The Shining, like same sort mm-hmm. of thing. Where right, yeah, yeah, a a space which kind of only exi- like you only think of it as existing full of people, and then right, and like something too that you're like you are familiar with. You you go to school like every day or whatever, but then it turns into this other thing when there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. And like this place that was so familiar is no longer the same place. Yeah. Um, that's initially what I thought they were going for. That's not ultimately what I think the story is about. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's the thing. Like I didn't even, I didn't even get that. I don't know what this is about. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Like, and even with, uh, so, I, so are we to believe that there's an actual tiger or some sort of like, uh, you know, like a, a, a demon as a tiger, some sort of a, you know, supernatural t- 
tiger in the bathroom that gobbles up Kenny? I guess. Kenny never comes back. Yeah, Kenny never comes back. Um, but, like, and the bathroom isn't, like, drenched in blood or anything like that. It's just you see a piece of, like, torn T-shirt on the ground. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. And I will say, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about the short story in a bit, but it is a lot clearer that there is really a tiger in the bathroom. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, so I, I, I think not being able to show a tiger is detrimental to the, the short yeah. film. <laughs> um, do you want to hear what director Mike Johnston has to say about this? Please, please. Sort of like what what led him to this story and, and what his thinking was. Mm-hmm. So he says, and I quote, this is a quote. Okay. This is no longer yep. me. I want you to imagine Mike Johnston saying this. Because that's what right. happened. Uh-huh. He says, I think what interested me so much in Here There Be Tigers is that I found the character <laughs> of Charles very relatable, especially to a young me. I was always the kid who was daydreaming in elementary school, never really listening in class, and I saw a lot of that in Charles. Especially with how I chose to adapt the film, the realism of the tiger is up for debate and for the audience to interpret in their own imagination, which is really what Charles is doing. He is this boy with a wonderful imagination who, at the end of the day, just wants to go to the bathroom and get back to class. I found this very relatable, and I think a lot of kids can, too. Okay. So it's so just to him this that, like, this is a story of going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? There's no subtext, but it's also like not clear to me like what the tiger would represent, or like yeah, even just like on an emotional level, is it just like is it just kind of what you're saying? It's just like pee pee shyness, uh, right? I I can't. So right so. That's again initially what I thought was like okay, well maybe right maybe this is about this kid, um, like literally just being shy to pee, like he can't go to the bathroom in the in the school uh, you know bathroom, which hey relatable to to be young Rob Avon yeah um, and but and an old an adolescent one from what I'm hearing yeah have you uh, ever gone to the bathroom outside your home? Well, yeah, no, yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've since grown out of that. More times than you can count? <laughs> yes, okay, more times good. than I can count. Good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, no, at this point, I'm like, I... Gotta be a, wherever, Gotta be in yeah, the 200 somewhere, right? Yeah, where wherever I am, that's... Uh, I'm gonna... Uh, I'm going, man. Yeah. I don't care. I'll go in this pool. I don't care. <laughs> uh, if I'm near the pool... I'll go in the yeah, pool. Yeah, I'll pee. Right. I'll, I'll pee into the pool yeah. from the side of the That's pool. That's like a Dimitri Martin joke, right? It's like there's <laughs> a big difference between peeing in the pool and peeing into the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> location, location, location. That's the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like if it's just about a kid who's like making up tigers in his head because he's scared to pee, then what happened to Kenny? Kenny's gone, dude. Kenny's gone. Justice for Kenny. Right. I don't know. Oh, like, really, I really don't know what this story is about. <laughs> I don't either. 
And uh, I was like, I was really trying to fucking like analyze this and like come up with some sort of a take. And I'm like, I got nothing. No, it really is just like, it is what it's, what it presents. Yeah. Here there know, be to, tigers. Truly. Right. I, I think that ultimately, I think that the short film is, um, you know, even, even with as thin as the story is, the short story. I still think that this short film is like kind of muddled in anything that it's trying to say. Yeah. Um, I think and this really is, they yeah. they should have taken like they it, with they they should have used the short story as like a framework to tell to get to some sort of a point. Yes, I agree. You know, like I also thought the teacher was going to be more of a factor. Right? right. It's like, oh, she's like she's mean, like a tiger. Is she a tiger? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yep. But no, no such luck. No such luck. No. Um, you so, want to you want to rank this thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's rank it. So I'll tell you what. For this one, I'm gonna read my my bottom <laughs> group because that's where it's, like, <laughs> it's going in yep. toward the bottom. Yep. How about that? So my yep. I'll say what's eighteen minus five thirteen. So I'll read thirteen Ish. through eighteen. My bottom five. Okay. Or uh, no, because it's seventeen on my bed. Yeah, yeah. All right. So 12 through 17. Uh, it goes number 12. I have grandma, then the man who loved flowers, um, which I think we agreed, right? We just looked at the better one. We were like, where's that slot in? Yeah. Uh, then we have Omni's last case. The, one of the rare instances, I think of a short film leaving out, like, like, I feel like, we only really get like it felt thin for such a long story. You know what I mean? What Omni's last case? Yeah, the the yeah, movie yeah. version. Yes. Uh huh. Then Night Surf, which is uh, terminally British, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kane rose up a turd, an absolute turd. I don't even remember which one it was. Frankly, yeah, there were. Was right, it there the, were several. Was it the Han Solo one or the one with the the little picture of Humphrey Bogart on the wall? <laughs> I think it was the Han Solo one. Yeah. All right. So Solo rose up. Han shot first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Paranoid a Chant, which is the worst thing I'll ever watch for this show, I think. <laughs> yep. So, so. So where are you putting it? Okay, Paranoia Chant stays at the bottom. Kane Rose Up stays at the bottom. Night Surf, mm-hmm. too British. Got to slot it down. Yep. And it's funny because Omni's last case is very reminiscent of this, where it feels like nothing, like so much information is subtracted that it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I'll put it above Omni's last case because it looks a little better. Okay. So... That is my new number 14. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Wow. That is. Cr- what a great freaking- segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, here are my bottom five. Here there, really here quick. there be bottom five. All right. Um, the man who loved flowers, Kane rose up, Omni's last case, night surf and paranoid, a chant. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like this very much and I, it, I found it pointless. 
Um, <laughs> and even even with that, like, so I put so paranoid to chance stays at the bottom. Night surf uh, again, terminally British stays at the bottom. <laughs> And then I'm going to put There Be Tigers. Wow. Here There Be, the ranking for Here There Be Tigers. <laughs> um, um, you and, thought. And then, so, so Omni's Last Case, and yeah, it's between Omni's Last Case and, uh, and Night Surf. Wow. You love Omni's yeah. Last Case. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Oh my God, you Omni. fucking love it. No, I don't. That's I so embarrassing. Omni's last case, even though it was like the the short film was not like I would say it's not like executed all that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it at least had like something going on. It had like a, like somewhat of a point that it was trying to make. Like I don't even I don't think this even makes a point. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. So, all right. Well, that's where I'm at. Um, we will now take a break. We will go to the bathroom to urinate in the words of Miss urinate. Uh, we gotta, we gotta drop that in. That's like the, that's really a highlight for me. Is that that moment? (laughs) Um, all right. And we'll be right back to talk about here. There be tigers parentheses, 1968. 